There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Once I became a producer, producer, Alice, for uh, the radio. Okay. One of the first numbers I got from Michael Graham was for Bill Crystal, who was then of the Weekly Standard, mm-hmm. who since has gone kind of nuts, certainly anti-Trump or all sorts of stuff. He's just not. It's too bad, too. I used to very much enjoy him. Because Graham was pushy. He would always say, just call him, call him. You know, but they wanted you to go through the PR department, obviously, because right. he's the editor of the paper too, the magazine. But I would call him in the morning, and no matter how early, and he was always pleasant, and always just a kind of a, a pleasure to, to deal with. Bill Crystal today said has this tweet out straightforward from here. Biden announces not running again. Uh, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, two. two 2022 focus turns are to extreme extremism. These do well in November. Three, inflation subsides. Ukraine defeats Russia. <clears throat> Biden is successful one-term president. Four, younger moderate D defeats Trump or Trumpist in 2024. Pourquoi pas? He asks, Alice. Because uh, none of that seems like it's going to happen. <laughs> so, could that be possibly why not <laughs> well and just you know for his good work um i mean and santa first, will come too and everything will be and for his good work a good democrat says to him lost us at number one he's running again and we're going to back him sorry charlie charlie Yeah, it's just uh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Are you okay, by the way? <clears throat> a lot of wheezing around here. My um, consumption came back. Do you need to change your filters in your 
CPAP? Maybe, very possibly. It could be any number of things, Allison. So here's my uh, here's my thing. Okay. I think it's fair to say Biden is not running again. How could he possibly? This today that we saw when he went after the guy in the media. This today was the worst I have seen him look. Uh, uh, I mean, in, in a sense that it looked uh, as if he needed a doctor at that moment. It was absolutely, it was no good. It's just right here. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92%... His eyes are black. Like <laughs> shark's eyes. His mouth is open a lot, and he's shuffling. Senate Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no. 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. Mr. President... <sighs> First of all, I don't think 92% is good enough. No, that's he actually not would need uh, all of them to vote for him. But well, especially considering a lot of independents, et cetera, are not mm-hmm. going to vote for him. Yes, yes, no, no, no doubt. And that's already. I mean, like we're talking about twenty twenty four. Unless things change drastically for him, like his approval rating falls more every day. He's. At, I was checking it. Five thirty eight has the average of the polls at like thirty eight point six today, which is like incredible. Right, so that's his. Um, so Bill Crystal, number one, Biden announces he's not running again. He does. He seems reticent to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's kind of it's weird because he'd be the only one to have ever done that because he's too old. Just say I'm slowing down. But I mean, the thing to do, of course, would be to resign the presidency and hand it to Kamala. That way, you're right. You've got some. You've got right. some history, but there's so much pressure. I mean, everybody knows, and everybody that he talks to in the West Wing, they hate her and her staff. So, can't do that. Right. I mean, nobody wants her either. That's why, that. I mean, he's lucky right now because it. the only thing possibly worse than Joe Biden as president is Kamala Harris as president. So... I mean, and they're just screwing up everything. It like never stops with this administration. The things that they screw up. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, did you see the monkeypox stuff today? With uh, the Dutch. Well, that's been for a little while. That's. Uh, I believe it's in Denmark. Actually, the. Um, there's uh, 17 million doses of monkeypox vaccine that we have already ordered and paid for from them, mm-hmm. um, and. The problem is that we can't actually import them to this country until the FDA inspects the manufacturing plant, and they just haven't gotten around to inspecting it yet. They can't be bothered. So there's like a million vials like all ready to go labeled like in the package waiting to come here. And they're just not like the FDA just hasn't inspected the plant. Like It's amazing. And also the, the Novavax thing just got passed, right? Right. What the frick? Oh, my God. But you know what they are doing to combat monkeypox, by the way? Did you see this? Politico is reporting that the White House is teaming up with GLAAD, mm-hmm. the gay organization, G-L-A-A-D, for a monkeypox briefing aimed at a select group of LGBTQ plus influencers that will share information about the disease with their social media followers. 
It's the influencer presidency. We are too incompetent to get the vaccine into the country that we have for this because this disease has been around forever and we know about it. We can't. We just can't manage to get the vaccine here, guys. But you know what we will do? We'll find some LGBTQ plus TikTok stars to tell you about monkeypox on TikTok. We'll message our way out of the monkeypox pandemic. You know? Yeah, no. (laughs) Everything is like spin with them. They can't figure out. And that's the way they tried to handle like the the COVID vaccine rollout too. It's spin and gaslighting. Yeah, it's... That's the way they tried to handle the COVID vaccine rollout, too. When things went wrong with that, what did they do? They called up social media influencers. Mm-hmm. They had Olivia Rodrigo come to the White House. They, We don't understand. We advertised on the deadliest catch and on NASCAR. Well, right. And today, <laughs> when, the, when the incredible inflation numbers came out today... Mm-hmm. The know-it-all who said it was never going to happen, who until six months ago was still trying to push Build Back Better, by the way. This Build Back Better bill will build more affordable houses around the country, make it cheaper and easier for people to live near jobs that they want to take. It will reduce the cost of right. health care, reduce prescription drug prices, cap out-of-pocket costs for seniors. None, These are big Brian, none drivers of, that, of cost. I understand that. Uh, none American of that families. is going to impact inflation right now. So I guess the question is, is there much, do you believe that just at the end of the day, everything you've done is everything that can be done with inflation? Or are there more tools in the toolbox that you might use if you think it's getting worse? We can address this issue in the short term and the medium term. In the short term, we're focused on uh, executing this a strategy to finish the task on COVID. Those are immediate steps that we know. Execute the strategy to finish the task on COVID. Mm-hmm. Execute. The strategy to finish to finish the task on COVID. Holy God! <laughs> uh, so this was him today uh-huh. when the bad news came out. Well, well, look, uh, you know, a couple points on today's report, as you just said. The first is, you know, it's backward looking and it doesn't reflect what we've seen over the last thirty days, which is a significant decline in gas prices, down about forty cents. So it's backward looking. So they're taking this time now to tell us that we're misinterpreting what's happening. It's as if, I mean, backward looking, I was at the store, hi, I was at the store today. So backward looking, cream cheese is very expensive now. It's much more expensive than it's ever been. That's not backward looking. The idea that everything, milk has gone way up. The idea that packages of bacon are small now and they're using shrinkflation to try to move product now the idea that a a, a small amount of hamburger meat which i bought today for us tonight is 10 bucks backward looking right it's remarkable that these people in the these cause talk about i think it was stephen um, miller who said cosmopolitan privilege or something it is remarkable no, 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 no. I'm the Ivy League person, the Yale graduate, who's going to tell you how you don't understand what's happening. Enough of this. Out with these jackasses. Out with these over-credentialed, know-it-all, know-nothings. But still, that's what they—that's how they're handling this. And it's, it's ridiculous. So let's go to, that's how they're doing right now. 
Um, but yeah, but even like when you ask them, like when every time they talk to Corinne Jean Pierre or anything about the economy or inflation, she, it's like, well, Biden doesn't get enough credit for how much he's done. People aren't paying attention to all the great stuff we've done. If people would just listen to us, if the press would just print that things are going great, they'd be going great. They're really trying to do, they're trying to get out of inflation by telling you there's no inflation, really, and it's all in your head. Well, right, which means that they're going to have to either just hope it goes away, keep playing this game, or hit the spigot on interest rates and really, really put the American people through some pain, which they they are scared to death to do, which would, well, which would result in lower polling numbers as well, in, initially. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's, I think they're scared to do that because mm-hmm. of the election this year, obviously, and, right. and but they're just craving there's nobody bold enough in the administration to actually do anything that needs to be done. They're they're purely messaging animals. They don't mm-hmm. know. They're well. I mean, they are doing some as a last resort. They are doing some <laughs> things. I mean, they're going and begging the Saudis now to increase oil production. A bunch of states are trying to hand out more money, hoping that will help the inflation. California is doing that. Yep. Massachusetts is looking at some more tax rebates and stuff they can do to try and like put more money in people's hands. But that's the exact opposite of what actually solves this problem. Right, but that's the compromise in an election year that you hope will. Well, yeah, you hope you can. You can run ahead of the inflation mm-hmm. for long enough that people don't notice how right. badly they're getting and then screwed. November 10th, the, <laughs> the, the world collapses. But so he says 2022 focus turns to our extremism, D's do well in November. How is this going to work? I mean, is is are the are the January 6th hearings a hit around the country like the Tiger King was? I don't think so. I mean, as much as they've tried, as much as every newsroom is filled with, you know, web content producers, social media producers, etc., and, uh, you know, traditional platform producers trying to show us how big this thing is, there's no big thing. The biggest thing they had, had a, sh- a hole shot through it. I mean, now the last thing they have now is to, to have us meet the Oath Keepers, who, of mm-hmm. course, hugged the police yesterday, which is not what they were looking for. <laughs> The Oath Keepers trying to draw a a line of communication between them and Team Trump, which had there been one, I think we would have known by now, considering everybody's been arrested and interrogated. Right. But I don't think there is, what they're looking for is not there. And they've promised too much now. Right. They've promised too much. You're going to see the direct connection between those people attacking. And it's not there. Mm-hmm. They, they had it was in their lap. Trump brought people to Washington. When there shouldn't have been people in Washington, in Washington, some baddies went and attacked the Capitol, and he sat by and watched it. it right there, that's all you need. Yeah, you didn't need more. You don't need him attacking the person, the, the, the Secret Service person in the truck. You don't. That's it. But unfortunately for them, we saw this movie a year and a half ago. And, right, we were all there when all this. And happened. everybody condemned them. We had John Gabriel on that night, and we all yelled at Trump. Yeah, we all said it was bad, and we didn't like it, mm-hmm. and you know. It's funny because I just saw another 
stupid article that somebody wrote about how actually the salacious details of the testimony doesn't matter. Let's get back to fundamentals, blah, blah, blah. But it's too late for that. You already dragged out Cassidy Hutchinson and asked her about ketchup on the walls and implied that Trump choked out a Secret Service agent to try and get to the Capitol to lead his troops into battle or something. Mm -hmm. And then when that falls apart, what are you left with? Then you have to go like, oh, well, those details didn't matter anyway. It's really about the... Well, but you were promising us the other version where, you know, Trump tried to take the Capitol by force at the head of a marauding army. And that just isn't there. So now we're left with back with the same thing that we all condemned last year, which like if they wouldn't try and oversell it so much, there would be a lot more agreement on that. But the more you try and make it into this thing to claim there was an attempt at an insurrection or to claim that Trump was trying to get the crowd to do that, like it just doesn't, it doesn't hold up. And so then you lose the cooperation of people who might have been on your side that Trump's behavior was terrible because he wasn't great that day. Do I think that probably he was pissed off that Mike Pence wasn't doing what he thought Mike Pence mm-hmm. had the ability to do? And I, I believe he really <laughs> thought that Mike Pence had the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was pissed off at the way that the day went. And I don't think he wanted to come out and make a statement because he was just mad at everybody and wanted to watch it burn a little bit. But I don't <laughs> think it was like a serious attempt to overthrow the government. And anyone who thinks that is just like living in this weird, insane, delusional fantasy world where where this stuff means more than it looks like it means. You know, this mm-hmm. wasn't a serious coup attempt that's absurd and if you were going to do a serious coup attempt i don't think the types of losers that we saw in the capital are the type of people that (laughs) you would hire to do it right but i mean but the january 6th stuff is if you look at connecticut i don't even know what's happening in massachusetts anymore connecticut it is what the dems in the state level in connecticut are running on white supremacy and extremism it is what they're running on in state for state offices, and that's why you have to stay Democrat, stay Democrat, and it'll work or it won't work. Who knows? And Connecticut, like Massachusetts, is a it little might bit work anomalous. there, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I think nationally, they've really overplayed their hand with this mm-hmm. stuff. First of all, literally no one cares because they like can't buy food or fill up their car, so that already like you've lost a lot of your audience mm-hmm. on the January sixth stuff because. Most people, I fundamentally believe this, wouldn't actually care if there was an actual coup, if like their life was normal and they could feed their families and there wasn't rampant crime and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like the vast majority of people would just go on living like normal. It wouldn't matter to them, you know. (laughs) But once you start screwing with people's ability to like make a living and live a decent, Mm -hmm. peaceful life, then you've piqued their attention and then they feel the need to do something about it, right? So they can sit here and spin about how great everything's going and how they save democracy Mm -hmm. and aren't we all glad they're there. But like nobody's happy you're there (laughs) because we're all living in reality here with you and and experiencing... we also remember the Trump administration, mm-hmm. which, despite Trump's terrible behavior in the last few days of it, was a lot better for most of us. A lot better for most of us, while 
you people were screaming with your head cut off, <laughs> saying that he was already an illegitimate president. Doesn't matter. He the election was stolen. Where you people were, uh, you know, espousing your own big lie. But and also another thing I think is is about the January sixth thing. Um, nobody was shot. Nobody on their side was shot. What I'm saying is like nobody. These guys who wanted to take over the take over the Capitol building didn't bring guns into the building. And it's not as if they shot like 30 people, including Capitol Police in there. It didn't happen. Right. So and the was, gallows was not real either, these were, guys. These were people who got into the Capitol who didn't expect to get into the Capitol. Right. By and large. So, so I'm sure some Yahoo's like, yeah, we're going to breach this door. No. These, this is essentially, if anybody had listened to the memos that were going around, especially in the last 24 hours, mm-hmm. you would have had a thousand more law enforcement around the Capitol, and you would have nothing. You would have people screaming at people. It would have been less It would have been less violent-looking than the Black Lives Matter stuff. But right. there was a, it was a security F-up for one reason or another, and you didn't, which is why you had this weird anomaly. That's what they should be investigating. I don't understand why that's not part of the January 6th You don't, Alice? I mean, you don't? I do understand. It was rhetorical. I right. don't understand. But that's what I'd really like to know if I were going to investigate mm-hmm. it. And I hope that when Republicans take back Congress, they do do their own January 6th committee and look into why security was so effed up that day. Right. Why was this allowed to happen? Because it absolutely was allowed to happen. I fundamentally think part of the problem is that they thought that Trump was going to try and use any troops or whatever that were there to take over. Like I think some of them literally believed that, which is why which is why like having these crazy fantasies is so dangerous because mm-hmm. if you just act like stuff is normal and put the National Guard troops there to keep this from happening, then nobody freaks out about it in the first place. You know, I I mean, just the fact that there are still people walking around who think that January 6th attackers killed a bunch of police officers and beat them to death with a a fire extinguisher and that there was like an actual literal oh, yeah. gallows that they were Remember getting the ready to, to hang Winchester somebody said to me, Tom, they literally killed police officers that day. And I said, no, they didn't. I sent a link to the Washington Post thing. I said, no, they didn't. They didn't. And he said, uh, it just disengaged. That was it. Because it was so important to them that the worst possible scenario was the one that played out. The, the scenario that confirmed their biases was the one that played out. With the, nope, I'm not listening to anything else. Yes, the nightmare that I thought would unfold unfolded. I'm not listening to you. No, 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 no. Um, Crystal also says uh, uh, inflation subsides. It's not going to subside in time. Not to not to pre level. Well, and here's the thing, right? Like you look at these graphs of inflation over mm-hmm. history, and they go up in a little time, mm-hmm. and then they go down, and then up. So right now, it's still on the up. So even if this is the peak and it starts going down again, that means like maybe next month. We'll only have like 1983 levels inflation instead of 1981. Maybe the next month after that, we'll only have like 1985 levels of inflation. Like there's, and that inflation means the prices are still going up. So the prices are going to keep going up at big levels. Even if this is the absolute peak of the inflation, we've still got a long way down to go before we're at a point where prices are going to be realistically right. stabilized. <clears throat> okay, so it says inflation subsides, Ukraine defeats Russia, 
That's not going to happen by the time the election happens either. By the time the election happens, I don't know if it's going to happen at all at this right. point. It's really, I mean, like a bunch of countries are caving on the sanctioned stuff because they're struggling without the Russian energy. Germany is getting ready to burn wood this winter for fuel because mm-hmm. they're not going to have enough energy to Germany heat their homes. Big time back into the coal industry. So, I mean, like, it's not looking good. Zelensky's putting out angry videos about how everyone's caving and it's not fair and we're all mean. We're dumping more money into it. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. As if this happens and they start to really lose and Zelensky keeps piping off, (laughs) the yard signs are going to start disappearing. And that's going to... Then he says, he says, the third thing that happens is Biden is a successful one-term president. I think that's almost already impossible. (laughs) Unless something happens. We're almost halfway in. I mean, like, even if he is, uh, yeah, I just, if you have two years of unmitigated disaster, even if he, like, turns it around after that, it's still, like, isn't it still a mixed bag? Well, yes. Right now, (laughs) Bill Malugin is following a never-ending trail and the eagle pass of, of migrants going walking right into the country which is just which is a crisis it's like getting stuffed on appetizers and like and like worrying that the entree is going to come and like hoping that they forgot about your entree because you're too stuffed it's like the southern border crisis that baby has yet to crack yet that's on deck we have a really big problem Mm -hmm. down there and that's uh it's funny that you bring that up because um so Unfortunately for the Biden administration, so there was this whole thing, this um, this story that the left loved and wrote up everywhere mm-hmm. about this 10-year-old in Ohio who needed to go to Indiana to get an abortion, even mm-hmm. though the state of Ohio is saying she should have been allowed to get the abortion in Ohio anyway, because it was of medical too risk. Good to it was check. like, yeah, the story was yeah. like too perfect. It was spot on. Mm-hmm. It was all the things that she was six weeks and three days pregnant, like right over the edge of the bit. It it was like it checked all the boxes for them of all. So a bunch of people expressed a lot of doubts about this story because it did seem so perfectly teed up to match everything they told us. It was like the worst stuff of this terrible, terrible story, which first of all, it's like not even because the girl still ended up getting the abortion which is like what they want isn't it i i don't know so whatever anyway so we all heard about this terrible injustice and a bunch of people expressed a lot of doubts about it saying like where's the police report of this you guys if this is true then you're all mandated reporters why have you not given this to the police why isn't there evidence of this etc um you know the ag of the state was saying he hadn't heard anything about it so, as it turns out, they did actually find the rapist. Mm-hmm. And um, so, that's great. I don't know that it would have happened if there hadn't been the huge spotlight on this story from all these people trying to check up on it. I don't know how this ended up happening. But anyway, this guy was caught, who's a child rapist, and he is in big trouble. And he's in especially big trouble because he's an illegal immigrant, and he is going to go not to prison here, but probably in a much less nice uh, country for prisons. So, so that's... um, that's an unfortunate case of a story that seems to like perfectly fit your narrative that you love and you're all excited about, 
turning out to fit perfectly in actually a different narrative that you, you didn't that want I'm it to fit. Do you that I'm texting right now? And you're so patient about it, but I would absolutely be giving you shit right now if you were... Of course you would. <laughs> of course you would, but I'm a lot nicer person I know, you than so, you. You really are. So, <laughs> nice so, so it turns out that it actually fits completely into a different narrative that isn't actually a narrative that they want to talk about at all, that this illegal immigrant who hasn't been removed from the country... If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Even though he should have been years ago, it is out here raping children, right. and and I mean, like, I'm gl- very glad he got caught. But do I have any faith that the Biden administration will like actually keep people like that off of our streets? Also, maybe not a great time for them to keep repeating how mean it was for Trump to say that uh, sometimes rapists come into the country illegally. <laughs> like, they keep, yeah. they've been all about that line. Trump said there are rapists that right. come from Mexico. Well, like, <laughs> they're not bringing their best, they're rapists. Yeah, that was right out of Ann Coulter's book, and he was always right. But that was, like, he called Mexicans rapists. God damn, the media is so yeah. freaking damaging, aren't they? I know. Aren't they awful? I know. Imagine and they, they had ever given him the benefit of the doubt or, or, or added context. Imagine they gave him all the context they give Biden. Right. Oh, my God. So then the cherry on top of the whole debacle is that the person who leaked this whole story to the press to get all these write-ups about the mean abortion laws and the mean Supreme Court is now being investigated for a HIPAA violation for violating this girl's medical privacy, this rape victim's medical privacy, to make some political point about abortion. Oh, 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 oh. wow, what a craven bunch of a-holes. Okay, the, 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 fourth thing, the fourth thing you said is younger moderate D defeats Trump or Trumpist in 24. Um, uh, you know, I have to send one more text. Or Trumpist well, is doing a lot of work in that number. I notice um, because one of the problems with the number Trump people is like one of the things they use to continue to justify their like MSNBC gigs, where they're not allowed to say anything remotely conservative at all anymore. Yeah. Is that they they have to like commit to this pretend position that the entire Republican party is now completely committed to Trump and they're all Trumpists. They're all, mm-hmm. it's now Trump's party. Everyone's a Trumper. Even if like people have nothing to do with Trump and never really liked him and like have different policy positions than him. Everyone's a Trumper now. So because Trump was the unique threat to democracy that led to them being embraced by all these liberal publications right. and networks. Now everybody has to be a Trumpist because Trump is gone now. So Ultra they mega. don't, they don't know it. what to do with with any other information. Well, let me ask you another question mm-hmm. about um, where's the younger moderate D? Who's the younger moderate D? 
Who's a younger moderate D? <sighs> Newsom? <laughs> He's not a moderate. He's a psychotic progressive. Um, Gina Raimondo? <laughs> I guess she's younger than him, as in not 80. Uh, Cory Booker? When he is moderate, I mean, it depends. I mean, he had a, I, I had all the faith in the world in that guy, but he blew it last time. Yeah. Yeah, they, they But maybe he knows he blew it last time and he's going to he's going to he's going to um uh, You think Moulton's going to He's going to move into another personality. You think Moulton's going to try and run for president again or do Seth you think Moulton he's is bored of that a, a, now? a highly dislikable guy. He I no, I don't I don't I think he's done. I don't think Swalwell is the guy either. <laughs> As a matter of fact, no, I don't think so. Uh, speaking of moderate Dems, uh Mansion is supposedly trying to work out this deal to for them to get a, they're trying to get a climate bill. Mhm. So they need to sign off on like a pipeline and some other West Virginia specific energy product projects for him, <laughs> so, that, so that he'll sign off on their bigger climate package. Right. So now it's they're trying to like figure out a way that they can get this deal to happen without somebody reneging on their promise to vote for it. So it's that's fantastic. <laughs> he's going to open up eighteen nuclear power plants and the coal plant, and uh, you know he's going to resurrect Chernobyl right in West Virginia. And, uh, That's a man who knows what he's doing politically. I oh yeah, say absolutely. That. Well, too bad. It, too. I mean, too bad for the Democrats that they would never embrace him as like a potential candidate for higher office. Too bad office. they don't. Oh yeah, my goodness! You imagine that. that but be, they never would. They hate him. He's evil. Right, to well, them. I know. They take the kayaks around his houseboat. And, <laughs> you know, give him trouble while they're following the other lady into the bathroom. Backgrounds. Together, we are expanding access to transportation. Seems like maybe it's a small issue. It's a big issue. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. <laughs> I don't and it- get home added like she forgot to say that part. It just kills me at the end. Can you play the just the got to get to go and everything again? Issue, it's a big issue. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. <laughs> so we have expanded access. And brush teeth. <laughs> And maybe reading with the itty bitty book light, and then go to sleep, and then wake up. But uh, you know, I, she's and this is another problem with this administration. She's giving this speech with I don't think an audience there in the fake room, the room where they have oh that one across the street, yeah, the, where the sound stage they use <laughs> yes. for some reason that they put snow in the windows because <laughs> the old man can't use. The teleprompter in the Oval Office, the the, um, the room gives him... Well, they can fit more press in that room. But once again, it's the administration of, like, we just need to protect the right image and say the right words to the press, and then everyone will like us. You need to get to go. Oh, tell you. you need to get to go? Or you got to get to go to do the work and get home? So uh, that is pretty much uh, what that is at this moment. Um, let's see. Anything else, Alice, that we have? Should we go right to the chat chat? Uh, I did have one more story, which is that the the trend of Zoomers deciding that they run things mm-hmm. that they've just arrived in, brand new, out of the package, uh, has now reached Congress as well. Uh, this is coming from CNN. In a rare move, more than 200 congressional staffers have sent a letter to Democratic leadership in the House and Senate demanding 
that they closed the deal on climate and clean energy package and warning that failure could doom younger generations. We've crafted the legislation necessary to avert climate catastrophe. It's time for you to pass it, the staffers wrote in the letter sent to Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Tuesday evening. Who elected these people? The letter, which staffers signed anonymously with initials, was shared first on with CNN. Our country is nearing the end of a two-year window that represents a once-in-a-generation opportunity to pass transformative climate policy, the letter continues. Good. The, oh, silence on, the silence on expansive climate justice policy on Capitol Hill this year has been deafening. We write to distance ourselves from your dangerous inaction. Oh, that's fantastic. The staffers' grievances were delivered as Schumer negotiates with Joe Manchin of West Virginia on a Democrat-only package to address inflation, the cost of prescription drugs, energy, and the climate crisis. The climate and energy portion has remained the largest sticking point as Manchin has said he wants to lower gas prices by increasing U.S. energy production. But the congressional staffers, many of whom are young, for them, passing massive investments in clean energy tax credits to deal with the climate crisis is especially urgent. The effort to pen the staff letter started Monday. By Tuesday, it had spread to many House and Senate offices, including offices in members' home districts. It's been very quick. This is extremely popular with congressional staff. Small 11 House Democratic Staffer and Coordinator of the Congressional Progressive Staff Association Climate Working Group. Oh, my God. <laughs> told CNN that maybe that's not the most catchy name for your working group. I like it. The Congressional Progressive Staff Association Climate Working Group. Sounds like a group of young bureaucrats compromised on something. That's what that is. I like I like how they say we've crafted the legislation necessary to avert climate catastrophe. It's time for you to pass it. <laughs> That's great. I love how they didn't. I love how they didn't. By the way, are, they, are these all lawyers crafting the legislation? Because this stuff is usually done in legalese. But also, it just like you know, every twenty-three-year-old reporter is a journalist now. Mm-hmm. They didn't write legislation; they crafted it. Right. It's been very quick. This is extremely popular with congressional staff. Oh, good. He, he told oh, well. CNN, it's taken no convincing. It's like, where's the link? Levin said the letter was born of staffers' frustration over the glacial pace of climate negotiations on the Hill. Do you think the CNN writer thought they were clever putting in glacial pace yep. of climate negotiations mm-hmm. on the Hill? Adding that many congressional staff have been working to craft big climate policy ideas craft. well before Democrats had unified control of the White House and Congress. This rose up out of staffers' frustration. A lot of people have worked on this bill for years, since before Joe Biden was elected. The letter represents immense frustration of people who are let really me, close to power and did our job. How can we remember? go home and tell our families we did our job this whole time and there's no climate policy? Remember I told you about Scott Fairson when he worked for Teddy Kennedy? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Scott Fairson worked. He was a communications guy for Teddy Kennedy. Scott is a good guy. He's a, he's a progressive Democrat. But he used to do Herald Radio stuff with us. And when he was a young communications guy for Kennedy, Kennedy was giving a big um, a big uh, interview with Bunt, the New York Times or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and as Ferson is showing the reporter out, the reporter asks him a couple questions, get a couple quotes from him, like, how do you think things are going, whatever. And the next day, the piece comes out, and Kennedy reads the piece, has brings everybody in the office, reads the piece. And, said, and the thing said, Scott Ferson said that, you know, that the legislation is looking up and it looks like things are on Trump. And Kennedy essentially slapped the paper down and said, what office are you running for? And it, in other words, don't ever, ever. 
be the news or to yeah. whatever. Imagine these people. These people being are in the news. They, these idiots. They think they actually. There's a, there was a day when they would have Congress. literally been tossed out of the windows and said, that "You're like, out what, of this town." You. But what do you expect when the people in the Starbucks feel that they should be making decisions about how the Starbucks is run? We yeah, want to be also, partners in also, the Senate, the congressional man. staffers. We did our job. We wrote the legislation. How come you're not doing your job? Like nobody elected you to anything. Shut up. And then it goes. You think Ted Cruz's staffers did this? Uh, it wouldn't shock me. I've seen some pretty progressive staffers working for some pretty conservative people. I but don't Jen, think so. I, if, probably yeah, they not. Would not probably be, they would not. not be uh, in the office very much longer. You think Jim Jordan's staffers think it's a good idea to do this? No, I mean, and I, I think on average, I'm sure it is way more Democrats. But, Possibly Matt but I do think, if she's hot. But I do think that this is not. This type of attitude, a young, like young, little bright eyed Washington mm -hmm. people who are climbers in D.C., mm -hmm. I think that th this type of attitude that they think they run things actually is it doesn't it's not just on the Democrat side. I think it pervades both sides of the but aisle. That is absolute and total poison. The way to it's get toxic. up in politics, you know, Alice, is being a good and loyal soldier. Right. It is not for this. I mean, you're a good and loyal soldier mm -hmm. for this backbencher, and then, you know, a frontbencher, you know, grabs them, and then they get a bigger gig and go bigger gig, bigger. Then they're in the White House, and that's how it works. Right. And But the thing is, too, is that it it also speaks to the this, like, bigger problem of bureaucrats in D.C. that weren't elected to anything thinking that they do run things, whether that's in the CDC or the Justice Department or the Department of Education or wherever it is, the, these unelected, huge, bureaucratic, slow-moving entities think that they actually are the fourth branch of government and that they're really the experts and they really run things. And what we really need is somebody to get in there who really will clean house, in particular in the executive branch, but it sounds like Capitol Hill also has some work to do. The letter also discusses young staffers' fear of what will happen if Democrats don't act to pass climate and clean energy measures. Human-caused climate change is already present in higher temperatures and more extreme storms, which scientists warn will only get worse if the Earth continues to warm. If we are already witnessing the consequences of inaction in your oh, lifetime, God. we can scarcely imagine what we will face in ours, the letter states. Uh, Levin said the letter demonstrates an age gap between staffers that are going to go through more of the climate crisis and Democratic leaders who aren't. See, we're young. Listen to us. We're important. Back before he was um, a never-Trumper, Jonah Goldberg's book had a book uh, where one of the whole chapters was about this like fallacy that we have in our society that that young people are especially wise and brilliant simply for the fact that they're young. But I think these congressional staffers have really eaten it up and feel that they have some prophetic wisdom to impart on their Democratic elders on the Hill. Well said, Ellis. Let's go to the chat chat, shall we? Let's go. Oh, no. It's been forever. Cobwebs are all over me. And probably oh. chipmunk poop, too. Oh, I'm Alice. Alice. <laughs> yeah, I just saw the bike yesterday. I thought that it had been stolen because it was a little roomy in there because I've been cleaning the shed. I saw it yesterday. I can't ride the bike. Now, and actually, my route took me by the French idiot's house. So now you can't even use my route. I don't think he'll recognize. Maybe he will recognize. Do I? I don't want. Uh, so I don't want to take further action to destroy his life, right? I don't think so, honey. Mm, does it sound tepid? 
I get you. I don't wink, think. Wink. <laughs> I don't think you I get do. you. I, message received. Alice. <laughs> message received. No, uh, speaking as your lawyer. Morning, Tom. Good morning, Alice. Good morning, this is Paul, down in Florida. Hey, Paul. Love your show. Thank Great you. Great show. Best show of the day. A couple things. Really happy to see Angry Tom come out. The only thing I would have liked in addition to that was Mr. Finger. Love when you mm. do Mr. Finger. <laughs> Secondly, F. Frenchie. the hell does he think he is? We've all got one of those in our neighborhood. And finally, Tom Alice <laughs> heading north on Saturday. Let's get that dinner appointment, that dinner date set at Ralphie's. Ooh. Can't wait to break bread with you guys, eat some tripe. Have a great day. Thank you, Paul. Ooh, that's great. We I'm going to go to Ralphie's too. anytime. By the way, um, um, I forgot about Mr. Finger. I don't remember that. That's when uh, when I've been told to, when other people, I had a problem on the road today, as a matter of fact, in, in, in <laughs> Obi, Haverhill. Some dude was right on me, but also in the, next to me in uh, in a one lane road. It, it was I don't know. There's too much craziness happening. I can't think about it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. Uh... Ladies don't want to see your penis. Don't send the pic. Can't believe I have to say this. Just don't send it. Who's don't a... be an idiot. Don't be a freaking moron. Just don't do it. I I never understood that. Well, like Brett Favre did that, and other people. I never understood. I've never understood. Like, we're married right now. Would you want me to? No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I don't understand it. Now, uh, sorry. conversely. No offense. Conversely. <laughs> you want me to send the pic. Yes, I'm always for that. That is an excellent idea. No. But I don't get that. I just don't get it. Hi. Steve from Merrimack again. Hey, Steve. Sorry for a second message. I was but- just in Merrimack today, as a matter of fact, Steve. It was hard for me today to tell which is longer, uh, the Irishman or Leslie's phone call. Oh! As Howie Carr would say, I was a young man when that story began. <laughs> oh. uh, thank you. Steve, that was Steve's second message. It's another one, another, the first one. We won't reveal your location to Leslie, but... I am going to distance myself from those <laughs> comments. Obviously, I highly condemn those comments. It is a level of misogyny that I do not want to be any part of. My goodness, I was thrilled that I was hoping that it would be much longer. I was disappointed that it only lasted the few minutes that it did. I was hoping it would last much longer. Alice? I always enjoy talking to Leslie. You are such a puss. I always enjoy talking you, to Leslie. Women have no honor. <laughs> and you, starting with you. Starting, no O-N-E-R. I like starting Leslie, with you. and I hang out okay. with her. I like her, too. Oh, you puss. <laughs> what what did is, I do? Nothing. You just... <laughs> ugh, dishonorable. I'm not dishonorable. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, <laughs> you're lying. I was just at the gym today, as a matter of fact. Go through Merrimack to get there, as a matter of fact. You weren't there. There was no such thing as you there. There was nobody. I, first of all, I can't even see. I know there's a blonde lady at the desk, and she does not speak like that. She's very nice. <laughs> what I don't like, though, is when they say, uh, have a good day. Because I've only been there 17 minutes. It's like, stop noticing me leaving after only 17 minutes. Please. <clears throat> Oh, the worst. The only thing worse than that is when you go to the Packy and they say the usual. <laughs> Packy training one hundred and one. Don't say the usual. All right. <laughs> yeah, no. You have to pretend not to recognize or me no, and, or that you've literally never seen notice me here before right. ever. That's the right. agreement that we even come though you're to. only stocking, um, you know, that Tito's particular bottle because I buy it all the time. <laughs> pretend you're surprised when I ask. That for happened it. to me Jeez. once at McDonald's too. I got the fucking Dr. Jill be in education 
and never have heard the word bodega before. With a quick Google search, I found a ton of books that have bodega in the actual title. Bodega Dreams, uh, Fernando the Bodega Cat. Uh, bodega Cat is a book that teaches you that um, bodega means grocery store in Spanish. Not to mention the plethora of books that are being, woke books that are being taught in schools right now that have the word bodega in them. That's crazy. Uh, well. Boga does. <laughs> Breakfast tacos. Well, two things about that. One, it is incredible. Also, the, uh, oh, look at the pretty cardinal out there. Also, I know there's a family of oh, them that lives did. out there somewhere. I see them all the time when I'm working. Um, one, um, there's also uh, the Fun Loving Criminals had a song with the bodega in it. And two, um, I believe that Jason, like me and everybody else who is from ages 35 through 55, only knows the word plethora from Three Amigos. Just throwing that out there, we can discuss later. You don't know what that means, I assume. I've seen the Three Amigos. You have? How did that happen? I don't know. How? What do you mean, how? Oh, perhaps this is a cultural piece, a documentary. <laughs> it's not what I'm like at all. Uh, at Calamari at work, people looked at me weird. It's because it's squid, isn't it? I find it delicious. Of course it's delicious. It's just utterly delicious. It's wonderful. They're the weird ones. They just don't get it. Of course they, they don't. don't get it. Yes, don't ever apologize for for you having a palate and those people being... How, oh, Alice hates it, of course. She's I don't very hate Calamari. Tell, tell, tell. I don't hate but Calamari. Don't you ever. How dare they? they because they have stupid, low-class, pedestrian suck palates. The people at your work suck. I want you to know that. You know that already. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, gross Calamari. Yeah. But, by the way, it's also good not breaded, but it's, it's harder to find ever. But the Italians... Uh, you prepared a few. You know what ways. else is good is the that like octopus that we used to have in like salad too. Yeah, that's just simply the goya stuff that you chill mm-hmm. the hell out of, and it's wonderful. And by the way, and the the calamari, um, one thing I have noticed is that since the the supply chain stuff and because the world's getting worse, is now that mm-hmm. you 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 almost only find the the rings, and also restaurants are getting tight with the lemons. Used to be they would throw tons of lemons at you, and lemon and seafood was a thing. Now they're like, Wee. Oh. Hey, Tom, you are a motherfucking asshole. Wait a sec. This is the guy. This is the guy. What's his name? Um, What is his name? Elliot? What's his name? The guy. Are we allowed to say his name? I can say his first name. Lionel? A Lionel. Lilil. My guy in the in the car who yelled at me. This is him. He's calling the chat chat. Hola. I'm gonna kick you, motherfucker! Wait a second. He's now Italian, and he's on Johnny Dangerously. I'm, <laughs> something's happening here. Please, stop driving like a motherfucking maniac, you animal! <laughs> animal! Hey, have you seen um, Johnny Dangerously, Allison? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm scared. Michael Keaton should have won an Oscar for it. Actually, okay. Terry Gar was in it, I think. Was she? Yeah. It's a masterpiece. He should have won an Oscar for it. He should have won an Oscar for Beetlejuice, too. Okay, just two more. Get there, my friend. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, did I miss Menor's call uh, to the chat chat? And uh, did you guys end up getting together? So we haven't gotten together as yet. We're going to try to get together. He's here till the 29th, I think. He didn't call the chat chat, no, but, but he, he called 
Tom's radio station. But he, but this is a controversy. He committed to calling the chat chat and then blew it off. Totally blew it off. So we've got a bit of an issue here with uh, Mr. Minners. I am told that perhaps my incursion with the French guy uh, was found to be offensive by him because he, as an Australian, is a French loyalist because the French and the Australians both hate the English. That's what my moles tell me. We'll see if that's true. Is that a thing? Really? Yep. Hi, Steve from Aramac. Hey, here. Steve. Two things. One, how dare you? How dare you attack my beloved Merrimack, wishing ill on it via a tornado? <laughs> no, that Tom actually likes tornadoes. That's t- from Tom's point of view. That's a great blessing on the town of Merrimack. But it is. I mean, I, I want to see a tornado. I want it to come to my house, destroy my house, and kill me as well. Believe me, <laughs> I want to see this. Uh, no matter what, I had to use approximate coordinates. I love Merrimack. I think it's awesome. When Alice rightfully divorces me soon, it's one of the places I will be looking at to live. I think it's great. I don't, is there a bar room in Merrimack? I don't think there is. Mm, I don't mm, think yes, so. there is. There's like a, a an Asian restaurant, restaurant, or cafe. But it won't take you long to get to Plastow from over there. So, And there's bar rooms in Plastow. To Plastow to get Plast in, right? <laughs> exactly. That guy in the car was right. You are an animal. <laughs> you are an mf <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Second issue is Alice. that Alice. Uh, alleged law professor from UCLA or wherever that was in the exchange with Josh Hawley. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you think that the subject of trans or trans rights had ever been discussed in her classroom prior to 2019? I think not. And uh, therefore, she is a newly minted whack job moon bat who just goes with whatever the times are telling her to go with. Anyway, thank you. He is, oh, sorry. Just walked into into a door. door. Oh, no. Steve is absolutely right about that. Right about that. That is the the woke um, uh, fire festival of 2022 is the whole trans ideology thing. And, you know, a few years ago, it was the the race thing. It's always going to be something, though. You're absolutely right about that. She knew, she had no idea. This, these are all affectations. These people know this stuff is freaking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Steve is absolutely right. Steve, you should think about writing. I mean, if, if newspapers existed, you could probably write a great column. Maybe so, he'll write for your Substack. Please write for my Substack, Steve. I can barely ever do it. and It's not great. It needs help, Steve. You be a guest writer on my Substack, please, Steve. The compensation is modest, I would <laughs> say. Uh, but, uh, you know, I certainly would, uh, I would certainly appreciate it. That would be wonderful. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, you can leave a chat chat message at uh, burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can also write us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on social media at burnbarrelpod. Uh, Facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. And uh, we're on all the podcast platforms, I think, all the ones where you like now to listen. Now we look at 2022. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're going to enter a problem. We need to stay unified. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com